please, I beg us, let us thank God profusely. Let us thank God like we cannot thank Him enough. Um, if we have seen how witch doctors operate, when you, they do something for you, uh, they will tell you, bring goat, bring camel, bring lamp, bring oil, bring all kinds of things. And when they do it, you go back and say, oh, witch doctor, thank you so much for that thing you did for me. But when God does all these things for us, we take those things for granted. Uh, the fact that you still have your children, it's by the grace of God. The fact that you can walk by yourself is the grace of God. The fact that you can see today is by the grace of God. The Lord will always uh, answer our prayers in the name of Jesus. In the few minutes that I have this morning, uh, again, I want us to understand who we are in Christ. Who we are in Christ. Sometimes when we lose the sight of it, we don't thank God enough. We don't praise God enough. I'm reading my, taking my text from the book of Numbers. This is just a book, I mean, a study of the word of God precisely this morning by the special grace of God. I want us to understand something, that God is always with you. Uh, you must be able to remind yourself and say, God is with me. God is with me. When you are going through trouble, God is with you. When you are in the face of danger, God is with you. When things are going well, God is with you. You must be able to remind yourself, I know whom I have believed. I am confident of who I serve. The Lord will always uh, be there for us in the name of Jesus. I read from the book of Numbers. I read from the book of Numbers, Numbers 23. Numbers 23. Numbers 23. I read from verse 1. Then Balaam said to Balak, the king of Moab, Build seven altars for me here. Seven altars for me here. And prepare for me here seven bulls and seven rams. Verse 2. And Balak the king of Moab did just as Balaam the man of God had spoken. Offered a bull, a ram on each altar. Then Balaam said to Balak, the man of God said to the king, Stand beside your offering. Stand beside your offering. I will go to God. I will go and prepare and meet God. And whatever God tells me, I will tell you. So he went to a very remote place on the height of the mountain. And then God met Balaam, the man of God there. He said to him, I have prepared seven altars and I've offered on each altar bull and ram. Then the Lord put a word in the mouth of Balaam and said, Return to the king that sent you. Thus you shall speak. Verse 6. He returned to him, and there he was standing by his top and said, Balak, the king of Moab, has brought me from Haram, from the mountains of the east. And he said, Come, come and curse Jacob for me, and come and defy Israel. I want us to understand very precisely this month. As the Lord leave it, because you belong to God, there shall be no curse that will operate in your life in the name of Jesus. Time will not permit me to go through what a cause can do. A cause can reverse every good that you have accomplished. A cause is an overhanging kind of power that is constantly speaking negativity into your life. A cause is a thing that can cause all the goodness, all the blessings to begin to operate as if they are not right. I pray and I declare for that the almighty God will make all things to work for your good in the name of Jesus. Oh, the king hired a man of God to curse the children of Israel. 
Many times we feel like that. It's as if something is operating negative. Something is not working right in our lives. But we must have an understanding of who we are in Christ. He says, come and curse Jacob for me. Come and defy Israel. Verse 8, here is the word of God. How shall I cause whom God has not caused? <laughs> How shall I denounce or defy whom the Lord has not defied? Oh, from the top of the mountains of the rock, I see him. From the hills, I behold him. There, a people dwelling and will not reckon itself among the nations. Who can count the dust of Jacob? This is the word. The man, king, wanted to curse the children of Israel. Many times, we don't know where curses come from. Sometimes we know. Sometimes people will look at you point blank and they will curse you. I mean, that one is easy to deal with, right? At least you know who is cursing you. Sometimes people have very interesting powers. They call it divinations. <laughs> divinations are prophetic word in the spiritual realm. They speak wherever you are. It does not matter whether your longitude or latitude is 0, 0, 10, 15, whatever. Uh, it will locate that person. Just as prayer locates people. Curses can locate people. Uh, some people, that's why many people that came from very interesting continents, they know how they will go and say, Oh, Jacob, the daughter of this, the son of this, oh, everywhere you go, this shall follow you. And you see someone that has been, you know, doing well in London and begin to pick papers on the street not knowing what his name is. And you see someone that has been a surgeon and begin to not know how to even tie his own belt. There was one strange occurrence I, s I saw when I was growing up. In, it changed my life fundamentally. I was in fifth grade. Fifth grade. We had one boy in our class who was the brightest in the class. When I did very well, I would get six over ten, seven over ten. This boy never got anything less than nine out of ten. Ten, 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 ten. You know, teachers will always put that red mark, same, good, very good. His own has always been very good and excellent. Mine has been hovering between good, very good, good, very good. His own, excellent every time. This is one thing I, I learned from God. I was shocked to my bones because, of course, I've seen all kinds of things that people do. One day we were in class. It was about 11 a.m. in the morning. This boy started tearing his own button, the uniform. He started putting it in his own mouth. He started eating it. Everybody started looking at him. We raised our hand and told the teacher, this boy. Then he started shaking violently. He started talking to nobody. He started doing things. They grabbed him. They carried him to headmaster's office trying to pour water on his head. It was whatever. This boy, that was how he lost the use of his mind. I'm telling you sincerely, I saw him almost 20 years later. He was just recovering. He could not go to high school. He could not go to college. The day I saw him last, if I recall correctly, because our own house was very close to a mountain in our city where people come from all over the country to come and worship the God that is on that mountain. But then beside that mountain was a church where people, when they have serious need for deliverance, they also go there. The same mountain. And then one day I stepped out and I saw him. I could not recognize him anymore. I could not. Ah, I saw him and said, he could not recognize me anymore, but he still kind of could see. And I said, are you this? He said, yes, yes. How is life treating you? He said, it's fine. That is fine. But he could never go to high school. He could never go to college. He could never go to any other thing. And that was the best class guy in our class. In fact, sometimes I wondered before that time how he knew what he knew. 
There was nothing less than that. Excellent all through. But one day, something just happened. Uh, you know, and I asked him, I didn't ask a lot of questions because it was very hard for me to ask those questions. So how is it? He said, oh, it was, he didn't know what happened for almost 10 years of his life. Uh, but prayers has changed him. God has been helping him. Now he's been staying permanently living in church, just going there and worshiping God and praising God and whatever. But do you know the divination? A cause spoken by something. Of course, the medical diagnosis can be very simple. They'll say it's miswiring or misfiring of some neurons in the brain. I understand that. I can definitely go and look at the MRI and all the, oh, you know, uh, the graphs and see what was wrong. But suddenly, whatsoever will make it the best in the class to not know how to even button his own shirt, to not even know what happened to him for 10 solid years of his life, to not even be able to move from fifth grade or fourth grade we were to high school. Of course, it's only when people are okay, that's when they remember that you're going to send your kid to school. You could not send him to school. Of course, you couldn't stay in school. But that is one thing I want us to, that day going forward, my life changed. I was still a small kid, but I remember there are some things you can't fight by your power. There are some things that you can't see. There are some things that when they begin to manifest, you really, really need something else. Here, this man, king called Balak, has hired someone to cost the children of Israel so that they will not prosper, so that they will not excel. So that wherever they're going, they will not get there. Perhaps there is someone that is saying the same thing concerning you or against you. You don't need to know them. You may know them. You may be aware of them. You may know of their intent. You may not be familiar with how they operate. You may say, well, I don't care. I'm very. You can be academic about it. It does not stop the power that fights you. The only thing that I want to remind us today is to know as long as you are in Christ. It says, for there is no divination. Again, Israel. I pray that there shall be no divination standing against you in the name of Jesus. No cause will be able to operate upon your life in the name of Jesus. The scripture says, and God got mad. God got mad with, you know, the man of God called Eli. He says, Eli, you have not done well. Your children, you've not restrained them. Here is what I will say. I will cause you. This is what will happen. In your house, no one will grow old. You'd be like, ah, does that happen? Yeah, it does. It does happen. But then someone have to reverse that cause. I pray that if there is any overhanging cause in the name of Jesus, I pray that the blood of Jesus will overrule and remove such in the name of Jesus. Cause is a terrible thing. They say you walk like elephant and then you actually eat and reap like that of a rat. We must know that when things don't work right, you've tried all your best, begin to look for what you cannot see sometimes. Begin to speak into the nature of which, oh God, is there anything operating in the here that I cannot see? And this king, do you know the children of Israel were oblivious? They did not know what was going on. Meanwhile, someone was frantically putting all kinds of rams and bulls on the altar for their sake so that they would not make it. Perhaps somebody is saying, oh, my brother, you will not make it. You have to speak the word of God and stand. First thing, please let us learn to stand in the word of God and say, Father, every cause, every spoken word, every divination, 
every agreement, whether by a person, a group, or a community, whatever it is, against my life, I overrule by the word of God. The Bible tells us that the weapons they form against you, they will not prosper. It is only when you understand that you are in Christ. No weapon fashioned against me shall prosper. When we call weapons, we're talking about mouth weapon. Uh, we call some people witches in America. What's that? The witches you see in America are the ones written by this woman in London. You know, we watch them. They stand on the broom. They travel around. It's a movie thing. But when I'm talking about serious issues here, I mean, these are things you can't see. These are things you cannot place your hand on it. And of course, because we are very spiritual people, we don't want to talk about it. I uh, want to challenge us, if we can go find in our Bibles, how many times Jesus had to speak to people that had spiritual problems in the temple? Let's take that home as homework and go and find in the Bible how many times Jesus will see a person and say, I speak to you, I cast out evil that is in you. Let's go find it out. I'm not talking about Peter, Paul. I'm talking about Jesus himself. At least you must be convinced that Jesus had a very clear understanding of what operates in the world that we don't see. The Lord will bless us in the name of Jesus. Here he says in verse 9, Numbers 23, verse 9. He says, from the top, I see these people, their recognition, verse 10. Who can count them? Then, verse 11, then Balak, the person that wanted to curse these people. What have you done to me? I took you to curse my enemies. And look, you have blessed them bountifully. Uh, sometimes, what they, say, what they think it's going to be a cost for you shall be a blessing in the name of Jesus. Uh, for some of us that have traveled over many seas to get here, you know, sometimes some people will wish you wouldn't come back. Sometimes some people will wish you'd come back, but you'll be worse than them. Sometimes they will wish that, okay, you have gone too, right? You think you're going to come back safely. We don't want to think about it here because you are far away from it. But you see, Oblivious, being ignorant does not mean that things do not exist. Uh, being ignorant of what is going on outside does not mean it does not exist. I pray. Everyone that is gathering, planning, scheming around against you, uh, the Lord will surprise them in the name of Jesus. The Lord will give you testimonies in the name of Jesus. And they say, well, we've heard of other people that have gone to America. We've heard of people that have gone to UK. Are you the first one? We will see you come back. You will meet us here. And then when you get there, too, <laughs> again, time does not permit me today, but I have to share this. We usually go to our village. Our village is not the city where we live. And one year we went. Usually at Christmas time, my parents will hire buses, will pack everything. Even the wood we're going to use to cook food, we'll pack it. We got there one year. Of course, that was a very strong village. <laughs> yes, my parents came from a very strong village. And then, one year, suddenly overnight, you know, one of my brothers started just misbehaving. Could not figure out what was going on. Speaking wrong words, seeing people, seeing things. Ah, you know, my mom panicked. They said, oh, let's go back to where we came from before these people kill us one by one. <laughs> and then the, one of the elders of the city said, this is too late in the night. You can't leave 2 a.m. and go. We have to go and do incense. We have to do and do this and that. All the elders started coming out wearing garments, wearing clothes, doing all kinds of things. Ah, I looked at this place and said, this place is truly where evil resides. Truly. We, we will go there gladly just running around thinking, but in there? And then the voodoo people say, oh, yeah, it's because you have not sacrificed to our God. And these were members of Methodist Church. 
in that same city. You know, and that year was the last year my parents said, well, we'll never go there again for Christmas. But here's one thing. Of course, we never went again until my grandpa was almost about to die. And that time I already grew up a little bit. And he said, you have to come. And I went there for like three days. And that was when I, I knew the power of God can change things. You know, we never went there again because of fear. But how, do you think you can run from such powers? <laughs> 100,000 miles does not change anything in the power of a cause. You know, one thing we must know is who you are in Christ. Somebody may be hired to cause you. Somebody may be hired and they look in waters. They look on trees. They look in glass mirrors and stuff like that. They call your name four times, three times. Luke, son of Mr. A, Mr. B, show up. And you that you are just watching movie Netflix in your house. You just discovered that something is not right with your body. I mean, these things look weird. You tell anybody here, they will, they will tell you this is a fable. What kind of nonsense are you talking about? But here's one testimony of a Presbyterian pastor. He served in the missionary for 20-something years in Canada, and they moved him to Africa to, to go and minister. He ministered there for two or three, four years, and he came back and they invited him for the convention to speak. He got to the convention, and he said, this is what I will tell you. In America, North America, and other places I've been to, uh, we pray quietly. We pray nicely. And I have been, I've ministered in so many countries, and I've seen that that works. So for my five years in Africa, I, have, I can tell you categorically that the overcast is heavy. I'm not talking about rain. The overcast is tremendous. I'm not talking about the sky. It says the powers that walk in that place if you do not pray with all your heart, we will probably never make it out of that country. This was a French-speaking Canadian missionary. They invited him for their big convention uh, for the Presbyterian Church because those were the only frontiers of missionaries they still had left in their, in their church. He says, in those countries, he says, we see things we do not see ordinarily. He said, I cannot explain how they rationalize it in African countries. But I know that the powers that walk around those people sometimes is intense. They said, are you going again? He said, I have sold my life to Christ. I will go again, but only if all of you will pray for me. That was a white man that served in the country and saw in the face of fire what happens. So some of us that think we have escaped, well, scripture says, for we have escaped from the fowlers. You know that thing they used to put chicken in? Uh -huh. The things they put to, to, to put all those fowls in, the fowlers are the ones that use those things. They grab the chicken, put it in that fowler's nest, and cover it up. That's what they do to most of us. You'll be here in America, fancying, walking around, driving around, cruising, and then you begin to see you are running on the spot. You're running on the spot. You're sweating, but you're making no progress. You are running around in circles. People will say how many miles you covered today. In fact, your Fitbit will show that you've done six miles, seven miles, eight miles, ten miles. But you cannot point to one single progress. When the course is beginning to operate on a Christian, that is because everybody's just talking about, I break that course. You won't see a prayer that addresses that anymore because everybody's just talking about, Lord, can you just help us so that we can get this and get that? You better pray for safety. Why were you born there? Why did you come from that continent? 
The man that was hired paid so much ram and booze. And he says, cost this one. But God said, no, because it belongs to me. What am I asking for in a few minutes? If you don't stay with God, what are your protections? You better have to be calling those babalawos and those witch doctors so that they can continue to help you. Or you better stand with God so that God can help you. Oh, those little amulets they tie in your waist. I'm not sure how many of you, if you, if you remember, how many things they've put on your head. Those little things, they count them from 1 to 21, 1 to 50, 1 to 72. They rub the black stuff on top of it. They rub it in your chest. I want us to understand that. Is it that you're still on that side? Or you're still on God's side? Living in America does not exempt you from praying a prayer of divine protection. If you are half and half, can God keep you? Can God help you? How many people here can confidently go to Africa and stand face to face? The door you want to enter into that house, fear will catch you. Like God, this house again, this house again, this house again. You sleep one night, you see visions of all kinds of things. White, black, green, purple chasing you everywhere. Cockroaches you see. Carry the anointing oil in the name of Jesus. Yeah, in the name of Jesus. Anointing oil will work for grace. I have just a few minutes. We must know who we are and stand in Christ and pray as such. Oh, I don't know if you remember you want to do exam and your parents have hired and bought you handkerchief. The white one. The powder you put on your face. And most of us still rely on those things. And you think the God that we serve, we operate with those 50-50 dependency. You know, we like our coffee 50-50 then we want to serve God that way. My challenge to us as we're moving towards the end of the year we stand in the name of Jesus. That one is like said to them, I need you to curse these people one more time. Let's go to another mountain. That one is not enough. He offered another seven rounds of sacrifices and then the Lord said through Balaam, verse 19 God is not a man that he should lie. It's not a son of man that he will repent. He has said it. He will, not, he will not break his word. Anyone that is a believer, you are a Christian, God will not break his word concerning you. God is not a liar. If you are a born again, be a born again. Don't do half and half. Don't come and serve God and then they still talk about, should we help you look in the water in Africa? And you say, yes, uh, you can do it too, but don't, don't just do it for me. I'll pay you. At least I'm not the one doing it. Just do it for me, I will. That's okay. But at least I'm not the one doing it. Oh, can you just offer the thing? That, uh, yeah, but don't worry to me. If you are not on God's side, how can you really? Can you imagine someone sacrificing on seven hills just for children? What about your children? What do they understand? Every cause that I'm not aware of, every cause that may be operating in my family, in my household, in my generations, oh God, Father, I overrule them by the word of God. I plead the blood of Jesus over my family, over my children. Every spoken word, every divination, every word that is speaking death, speaking failure, speaking backwardness, speaking all kinds of things, I stand by the authority in the name of Jesus. I reject, I overrule every counsel. Bible says, even though they will gather. 
But because they are not of God, their thoughts the Lord will not honor. Their counsel the Lord will not accept. That which they are speaking, the Lord will not make it to work for them. Father, every spoken word against my children, against my marriage, against my work, against my career, against my health, they say, well, is it not because you are happy and you are alive there? Maybe when you come back with not, oh Lord, every spoken word that is not in line with your counsel, I overrule by the word of God in the name of Jesus. Because I'm a child of God, I do not have any other option. No fallback. Lord, I speak according to your word. No divination shall work against my family. No divination shall work against my household. No cause shall operate in my life. No cause shall operate in my health. I live in abundance of life in the name of Jesus. It is well with me. It is well with my household. It is well with my family. I reject every cause. I reject, but they will not make it for, for me. I will make it. Where Bible says, when there is casting down for me, there shall be lifting up. Oh, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, there is uplifting for me, oh God. Every barrier, every yoke, everything that may be limiting my family, Lord, I break free from them. In the name of Jesus, every spoken limitation, I decree by the authority, it has been shown in the scriptures that there are some that might not be interested in our well-being. Therefore, I pray in the name of Jesus, every such gathering, Bible says, although their enterprise, they will put it together, but it will be failure. In the name of Jesus. For me, there is success. For me, there is blessing. In the name of Jesus. For God is not a man that he should lie. He has spoken and will bring it to pass. Lord, every of your promises, every of your blessing, every of your spoken words shall be yea unto my life. In the name of Jesus. It is well with my household. It is well with my family. Every aspect of my life that I be experiencing stuff that is not right. That I be experiencing things that are not consistent with the word of God. That I might be experiencing things that are just not normal. Father, I stand by the word of God today. I break free. 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 In the name of Jesus. Bible says, and the sun shall set you free. You shall be free indeed. Maybe you have eaten stuff. Maybe you have won stuff. Maybe you have accepted stuff. I wanted to say, Father, I break free from such. I break free from such in the name of Jesus. Father, I break free from such in the name of Jesus. I break free from such in the name of Jesus.